Welcome to the new age. It's your guy Dayton. <clears throat> new age, we trust the whole team is here, and it is Friday. How y'all feel? She's a very freaky girl. No, Kanye, don't take home the mama. It's Freaky Friday. Here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. In other words, trust fund babies, we are not. However, we bring you our perspective on all things money, business, and culture. And today is Friday, so that means it's Overlooked Stories of the Week, where we bring you an overlooked story, and we analyze it and debate it. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. So my first overlooked story of the week goes to Formula One. I was reading this tweet. This is a tweet from somebody on the ring. It says, I know what I'm about to say may seem fake, but I promise a handful of very notable NFL execs, GMs, and coaches asked me this week to explain what F1 is. It was This was at the owners' meetings. So they're asking because either their kids want to get into it um, they want to, either their kids are into it, they want to get into it, or they just want to know how it got so big. So, I know this ain't Hot Take Tuesday, but I'm going to go on a limb, like, and say that F1 will become a top five sport in the world. I think this is a sleeping giant. I think it's being overlooked. Um, I think what soccer is to the world as far as football, um, Premier League, Championship Leagues, I think this is uh, the soccer version of that in the sport of NASCAR, I mean, the sport of car racing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is going to be one of the biggest sports in the world and it's being overlooked, and I think it's here to stay. You, you know what's interesting? Or grow. Let the most interesting thing I heard you read in that article is their reason for uh, um, having interest in this particular industry. And that was what? It was their kids. And any good businessman, the thing that I see in it, any smart, intelligent businessman who's been around for some time, they look to how they can expand or venture their or, or you know um sustain their business or pivot their business moving further knowing that their kids so for them you know being interested in this field knowing that their kids have interest they know that this is the wave of the future yeah so when i looked into formula one f1 i went on youtube and saw that it uh a highlight from the highlights from the races 10 days ago had 8.9 million views and i said whoa my ears really perked up i'm like what is this um and how is this being so overlooked for this to get almost 10 million views in 10 days you got prime sport uh sports that do highlights and we don't ever scratch they don't ever scratch sometimes over a million sometimes over two million so i think you know this is this is why I'm choosing it to be my overlooked story of the week because this is really a prime sport that nobody's talking about. Well, I need to bring it to your attention. This is definitely an overlooked story. But it's an overlooked story of the last five years for you. Because <laughs> do you not remember that being one of the biggest things that hit Baltimore a couple years ago? That wasn't mm. F1. Are you referring to the street racing? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't F1 though. That wasn't F1? No, it's it's that it's that the same the theory yeah, in theory yeah, or concept. It's, it's the that same concept. Street racing, Grand Prix. 
Style. Style, but it was, it's not F1. It's not the brand F1. Right. Okay. It's not their league, let's say. So what? why do you think F1 is going to be this next big thing? When because you, of the views? When, I mean, the YouTube thing? When you got the engagement that it's getting, when you got people with money investing or interested into it, that's all you need. Thirdly, Michael Jordan just invested into a car in NASCAR. So the sport of racing is must be either growing or be it's the sport even Floyd got a car now, I think. People with money is starting to invest into the sport of racing. I'm just saying this is going to be the biggest one. This is the biggest league. The F1 brand. F1 brand, okay. Formula 1 brand. This is the biggest league, and it's by so, far. So I, I will say this. Um, you know, what I'm saying here, based off what you, your, the point that you make, and I think you made a, a great point, but like what, what I see here is similar to the revolution or expansion of the NBA. Right. The NBA started with uh, Michael Jordan. I mean, Magic. It didn't start, but it started becoming more popular with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Then Michael Jordan took it to a, glo a more broader global level and gave it more brand, the NBA more brand recognition. And it grew exponentially um, up until the point where we are today. So I can see something like this happening based off of some of the... Um, information in dialogue that you just shared another thing is how big gaming is becoming gaming is becoming huge i think f1 is gonna i mean i think they already got a game yeah they've been yeah, games yeah. but f1 if you tell me to race pick a racing game oh i'm picking f1 over nascar because nascar i'm just going around a tr uh, you know a, a one oval type of track Formula One, I'm going through a city. I'm going through France. I'm going, you get what I'm saying? It's, I think that, it's way more attractive. I think that, that's the biggest attraction right there. Like, the way it travels. You can yeah. pick it up and move it somewhere else. But NASCAR yeah. is just stuck in one spot. So. Yeah, and NASCAR so, really is national, but it's also kind of like national niche. Like, you're not going to see, I may be wrong, but you're not going to see a NASCAR race in... LA. You're going to see it in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So it's still niche even though it's, you know, national. And that's an interesting point, Antonio, that you point out um, the fact that you can pick it up. Because if we look in, when we look at, you know, today's side and where we're going in the, in, you know, in the near future is business has become mobile. So the fact that, like you pointed out, that you can pick this up and take it from city to city to country to country is um you know right in line with where where this age is moving you even saw this and see it uh in the car shows you know you're able to pick them up and go from city to city to get the the you know consuming public more involved and more engaged yeah so i'll just end on this note since nobody wanted to uh bring up NASCAR and challenge me on that note. Well, the only challenge that I had or what have is when you talk about it, you know, the brand being bigger. So Formula One has 7.3 million subscribers. NASCAR has 849,000 subscribers. I, I think F1 is going to be 
huge this decade. All right. Next. My overlook story of the week. How you say in your video, go check it out on YouTube, the Will Smith video you just put out. Yeah. Will Smith saved the Oscars. I can agree with that. How you said earlier this week that uh, controversy sells. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that also. You know who also agrees with that? Box office. Because Chris Rock, before the smack, was going on tour, a comedy tour, and his tickets was going for $41. Mm. $41? $41. After the smack, tickets was at a minimum $343. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a range now of... On uh, StubHub, whatever you can, you know, auction your tickets off at. Right. At height, $1,300. Wow. He went from 43 That's big value. to 1300 Bro, you need to give Will Smith a thank you. That's what you need to do. Chris Rock, you need to give Will Smith a thank you. Because this guy, didn't, I ain't going to say he saved your career, because uh, I, mean, I don't know where your career was, because I didn't even know you even still did comedy at this point. <laughs> but... You definitely need to thank Will Smith, thank Jada Pinkett, thank your quick thinking of uh, G.I. Jane joke. That was a brilliant. That was my. That might be your best joke ever. That might <laughs> be best your best ever. joke ever. Because it then literally ten x his ticket prices at least. It don't get no better than that. Chris Rock. Say tell Will thank you. Don't <laughs> don't apologize. Say thank you. All I got to say is that Will uh, Chris Rock needs to send Will Smith a check. <laughs> Will Smith might be the best business agent or resuscitating on somebody or resuscitator of someone else's life slash career. Because if you can 10x your tickets, you are you were irrelevant for so long, and now you can come back from the quote unquote comedic dead based off of publicly being slapped. Man, I don't know what else can bring you this type of publicity and press to make you make this type of money other than what I've observed with Chris Rock and, and Will Smith on the biggest stage. My my biggest takeaway is drama sells. Drama sells. We need a we need a love and comedy. That's what we need. We got love and hip hop. We need a love and comedy. My second takeaway is, man, I wish Cat Williams would have got slapped. Cat Williams, I would have paid. I would have paid that thousand dollars to go see that stand up if he got slapped. Chris Rock, he cool. I wait for it to come on Netflix or something. But Cat Williams, I might have had to be there. I would have probably paid them ticket prices just to hear that stand up. I think he needs to come out with another remake of Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> I think that the ticket sales went up like that because people want to be the first to hear his response yeah. to the slap. I mean, he had a show Wednesday, and he didn't really speak on it. People was disappointed that he didn't really speak on it. And it was a fake apology, well, apology that was, quote, unquote, Chris Rocks. But his team came out and said, nah, we ain't apologize. Chris is still trying to get an understanding of what happened. So yeah, he's still processing it. He's still, yeah, that's what it was. Still trying to process what happened. He so, got a concussion. So people are trying to buy these tickets and try to be the first ones there to hear his response to the slap. If I was Chris Rock, I wouldn't say nothing for the next two years and let my ticket sales keep going up. That's what I was about to say. If I'm Chris Rock, I'm riding this thing till the wheels fall off because ain't no telling, you know, how quick 
you know, my ne- my career will go right back to uh shits. It, well, to me, you don't. It's, that's the wrong business approach. So I would fire you as an agent. <laughs> um, not saying nothing. It, it, the hype will die down. What you do is you brand tour mm-hmm. merchandise, and you go on tour about yep. this slap, and you do that for a good year or two. That's what you do. I'm in fact I'm naming my shoot tour. Shoot a documentary, shoot it all. Yeah, you my, shoot you shoot a documentary, you go on tour, you hey Netflix, the price Go ahead. Somebody hit me off. The price of the what? The price of the what? Yesterday's price is <laughs> not, not today's, today's price. price. <laughs> if I'm Chris Rock, I'm naming my tour, my documentary, my merch, the slap heard around the world. <laughs> Or he definitely, or he can just start a self defense class. That might work for him. You see the guy on this one on social media that's you know going viral because it's self defense. Chris Rock come out with a self defense, take a slap class. He might go virtual on that one. Take a slap class. That's interesting. Oh, so you saying him actually actually be the one teaching people how to defend themselves? Yeah. That that'd be funny, <laughs> right? People he can pay, add that in his kit. Yeah, people will pay. Yeah, people will pay for that though. Like just like just to hear him joke around. That's that's that'd be do something. I don't know what that'd do, but that'd do something. It's good humor. Yeah. So I'm bringing my story to y'all. My first one, uh, Overlook Story of the Week, comes from a cultural perspective. President Biden appoints Taraji P Henson and Chris Paul to HBCU. Advisory board. The article states that the White House has announced that Taraji P. Henson and Chris Paul are among the nine men and women President Biden has appointed to the president's board of advisory for historically black colleges and universities. The board is tasked with advancing the goal of the HBCU initiative, which was reestablished last year. They aim to increase the capacity of HBCUs to provide the highest quality education to its students and continue serving as engines of opportunity, according to the White House. What are you guys' thoughts, perspectives, and jaga on this overlooked story? I, I mean, good, good. You got to have some type of face to market the, what you're trying to accomplish for real. Like, who was the previous person of running the HBCU? Nobody knows. Exactly. So if you put a face to the brand, that way you can bring more awareness to it. So I think that this is a good move for, it's probably one of the smartest moves Biden probably did in the last 22 months. This <laughs> appoint somebody that can be recognized with something that, you know, HBCU-ish. Chris Paul is, you know, well-recognized guy in the black community. Taraji P. Henson is a well-recognized female in the black community. You bring those two together and you come out with a mission to try to get more students involved with the HBCUs, I think it might work out. I think I think that's a good take. I think that's a great take, actually. Um, Sleepy Joe is waking up. You know, <laughs> He put his suit on today, brushed his teeth, made sure he put the mouthwash in, got the rag, hot water, soaked it up, put it on his face. I think he's waking up. I, I I think, you know, I don't necessarily care for it, but I do think this is a good move for him. The Chris Paul, I didn't even, I seen this, I didn't know Taraji P. Henson was on it as well. So Chris Paul, Taraji P. Henson, you got the brand names, and you got people that's actually passionate about this. Chris right. Paul been really uh, putting on for HBCU, so 
I don't know about Taraji Pinson, but yeah. I'm pretty sure she has as well. I think it's a good move for him. Yeah, you know, shout out to Chris Paul and Taraji P. Henson. Like you said, Dayton, um, both of them have been actively involved in um, supporting and helping out or uh, bringing about initiatives to this community for some years. It says that uh, Taraji P. Henson, everybody knows she graduated from Howard University and received her acting um, or launched her acting career. But she launched in 2018 the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, you know, a foundation focused on improving mental health in the African-American community. While Chris Paul has actively worked to expand the business of entertainment media and sports special topics course at NCANT, North Carolina A&T, Southern University, Winston-Salem State, and Clark Atlanta University. So they both have been very active in the community with pushing initiatives and providing opportunity uh, to further, you know, um, black empowerment, black culture, black uh, business entrepreneurship. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's go to the business of sports. How about that? I got two sport takes, huh? I'm just all you know. After Giannis been doing what he's doing, oh, if, if you this. don't know, Giannis is my favorite player in the world. Him and Chris Paul. You know, I just I'm really in a sport mood. Let's compete. You know what I'm saying, Antonio? <laughs> I know you're a Sixers fan, so it must hurt. But anyway. NFL reportedly planning to launch a new streaming service called NFL Plus. It's going to be interesting how they do this. They do got Red Zone. So I'm I'm assuming this is more on the uh, mobile side. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm interested. I'm saying this overlooked because I really think it's interesting to see these, the media side of sports and seeing some of these media companies and these tech companies jock for position to get these NFL sports, MLB basketball rights uh, in in, uh, recording TV uh, deals. Apple Plus this Friday is... Mm -hmm. is, um, Today. Yeah, right. Today is starting to stream MLB, baseball Friday night. So Antonio over there going to sleep. (laughs) That ain't good enough for baseball? No. Okay. But... I, I like to see the NFL. To me, the NFL got the most powerful, one of the most powerful, powerful brands in the world. I think they can. We talking about the the price. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. They can literally do that every month. Every month they can just keep going up. Like the way in in the sport of boxing, we like to call it you the A side, I'm the B side. What's funny about this is like the NFL is the triple A side. They they can for them to launch a streaming service. Think about this: for them to launch a streaming service, but still have all the other TV deals that they got, shows you their power. Shows you that power. Mm-hmm. So I love the move. You know what's interesting about this to me, and what I love about it is that, like you just mentioned, they're moving into the mobile live network. So when you just mentioned Apple doing it with MLB, I think that's genius for for MLB because MLB, in my mind, is dying or was dying. So to do something innovative and partner with Apple to provide Friday night games is a start to resuscitating (laughs) the MLB from my perspective. You know, I think this is genius. Everybody stays on their phones all the time. 
So if I can be on the go on the subway, uh, I'm waiting for a meeting at uh, wherever I'm at out in public and catching, you know, aspects of the game on the go. I think that, you know, this is the future. Yeah. So, you know how you can um... slash present. Right. The new age. You yeah. know, so you know how you can go on the NFL app and like, let's say, watch the Ravens, right? I think this is going to replace that. Is you know that's NFL Mobile. This is going to be NFL Plus. It's going to be five dollars a month. So you, they had a deal with Verizon, and it, it's another company, Verizon. Anyway, they had a deal with Verizon, and I think another company. That deal is up. So now it's just like let's be direct to consumer. Five dollars a month. Hopefully you can watch games across. They probably still wouldn't let you do that. They, I don't think they're gonna let you do that. What's that? Say what you like. If I'm in Baltimore, I can stream a game in Los Angeles. I'm mm. not sure if they're gonna let you do that. I think. I think, ev- I, I think eventually you have to grow to that, or you like you limit your your NFL, market. I, I, the NFL got so much power. It's just that's like, true. That's they true. can afford the, cause that's exclusive rights. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, you get what I'm saying? I thought about the hit on like, yeah. I think with the Verizon deal, because that was one that was the reason why I had Verizon at, at a certain point. Oh really? Yeah, well, you got but, experience. Yeah, I got experience, <laughs> but you only can watch the games that's on the broadcast in your region. Mm-hmm. So you can only watch Fox and CBS yeah, and what exactly, exactly. If they can implement, I mean, like you said, that's kind of a. But if they can implement you watching different games like ones how direct tv got there yeah that's what i'm saying i think that's the evolution of it all like i think you know what what's happening with this blockchain and i just want to say this new age is everybody's attempting to cut out the middle man Mm -hmm. and go direct to consumer so i think if that's the move you kind of like have no choice but to implement that if you want to stay afloat with the rest of the market and the competition as you mentioned in your opening of the market, yeah, I would, I would like Hard Knocks comes on HBO. Why not put it on NFL Plus? Another thing this does, I think this is brilliant for them to for them to do. This helps them way better overseas. If I'm mm-hmm. overseas in, give me a country, Germany, and and. I can just download NFL Plus, pay my five dollars a month, and watch games versus trying to, you know, the time zones may be off and this, that, and the third. Like, I think that's, I think this is brilliant for the NFL. Yeah, and, and to your point, Dayton, another thing that you highlighted that I didn't want to run past is the the competition that's in, like that these tech companies and media's are. Going. It's fascinating to me, the business of sports. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're very in tune to business. So to see something, you know, like this, them getting in front of the curve and they're light years ahead of what we can even imagine. You know, this didn't just, they didn't just wake up and say, all right, all of a sudden, let's start this streaming thing. They understood where the culture and society is moving to and they grabbed the bull by the horn. And, you know, as a result, they're rolling out. This they, app. If they can implement some type of fantasy uh oh god into this some that type of way. Crazy. Boom. There we go. They need See, and that's, that's Adele, call us. Yeah, this is the point that call I that, and I'm glad you just brought that up, Antonio, because this is this really may be our new video. This is our next video. All right. I like this. Clip. This is really what I what I said, what I just said I didn't want to run past. The genius that's here. 
Like, and because what I see as a business owner is, and what we should be looking at is, you know, potential business owners and business owners is for opportunity. Mm-hmm. How can we seize a bit of this market share? So you just brought up an excellent idea, Antonio, and I think the NFL needs to call you and give you some, you know, hire you for some of that, um, some of them NFL dollars. Yeah, come holler at me. All right, next. Let's get it. All right. Robinhood, the brokerage app, has been getting the heat for the last 18 months. <laughs> Take it with a buy button, it's been getting slaughtered. It's only for kids. Robinhood is this, you know, weak app. It's, it's like it's glorifying gambling when you confetti when you buy a stock. Robinhood is getting killed the last year or so. Robinhood is trying to step their game up and hang with the big boys like a JP Morgan and a Fidelity by adding retirement accounts to their brokerage app. A lot of a lot of these free brokerage apps don't have this concept to their app or whatever. Mm-hmm. Robinhood is trying to go that way. And I think this is the way that they can maneuver. I mean, they already get bad price and then they do. But this is a way that you can take your game from being a kid app, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to hanging with the big boys. I think if you add a retirement account, IRA account, access to to your you know your account, that'll bring a lot more serious investors. Or people will take people can take their investments more serious. I can buy stock. I can eventually buy crypto and move crypto on Robinhood, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then now I got a IRA I can set up. A lot of people don't even know about IRAs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand the importance of IRAs. IRAs are important. For not paying, you know, a tax little leeway type of thing. A lot of people don't know that. So I think this is a brilliant move for, I said, I'm about to say Netflix. It's a brilliant move for Robinhood to do this, to bring awareness to investing to the younger, because their core audience is the younger audience. Right. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's where so, I was going to go at. So they do this, they're bringing more awareness to the, uh, the, the world of investing and the world of retirement and then setting yourself up for the long game. So, Brilliant move by Robin Hood. It doesn't take away the fact you took away the buy button, but <laughs> brilliant move by Robin Hood. Yeah, that piggyback off what you just said, Antonio. That's you know, that core audience is, you know, the younger generation or younger generations. Um, maybe, you know, my age and and, and younger, or maybe you know, predominantly younger than me, of course. Um, however, I mean, oh, to add to it, I wanna say, you know, one of the things that's fascinating about this is that Robinhood was able to grab this generation. Um, it reminds me of what uh, many of you, I don't know if you know him or not, Jamal Bryant, a nationally known slash internationally known um, uh, preacher, you know, in a um, black church. This is about to be an interesting comparison. <laughs> he was able to do something so unique with the traditional church and this is the comparison here the traditional church versus the traditional stock market Mm -hmm. and capture an audience the younger generation the younger audience and speak the language that they speak or make it easy and um attractive for younger people and the younger generations to come to church likewise hence robin hood you know with their user face capabilities it made it so much easier for those who had no understanding in the stock market you know their application um for people to get involved and make money in the stock market Mm -hmm. versus the traditional dinosaur way going through a specific brokerage having somebody handle your um 
your IRAs and your um your trades and things. So I think this is genius by Robinhood, and um you know I think that the future is bright, uh, potentially bright for them because of the audience that they uh that they've captured. So I'm gonna bring you the last my last story of the week, and it is coming other none other than our very own popular culturized keeping up with the Kardashians. (laughs) So it's reported. Rob Kardashian's baby mom. That's right, Black China. And Tiger. Thank you, Antonio. Tiger's baby mom. Both are in the news because of a statement that she posted on her social media app. She says, Yesterday I had to give up three of my cars. My reasoning, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support. I'm a mama. So it sounds like she was making a plea to the American public or social media for that matter to give some empathy and sympathy because she's receiving no support, but she's doing choosing a higher role and what's best for her kids. Lo and behold, both baby fathers responded. First Tiger response, he says, I pay 40K a year. My son's school for my son's schooling and he lives with me. Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? Laugh out loud. None other than Rob Kardashian himself responded shortly after. He says, I pay $37,000 a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay for all her extra curriculum activities. I have my daughter from Tuesday through Saturday. Why would I pay Child support. Laugh out loud. My question to you two is, how do you keep up with the Kardashians and Tiger? Or better yet, Black China. <laughs> as long as I ain't got to keep up with Black China, I'm good. You see how she just try to manipulate the situation and say, I had to give up my cars, how to do this, how to do that. When you don't even have your kids... Like the fathers did. So they made an excellent point. The reason you ain't getting support, because you don't need support. You don't even have your kids enough to even get support. So in that case, that's why you had, uh, what was her angle? I'm trying, I'm trying to really think like, were you trying to get a sympathy card? Were you trying to be trending? Were you clout chasing? Like, are you trying to get one of, your, one of them back? I mean, like, what was the angle she was trying to take here? You, you know, honestly, I'm going to keep this short. She lost me when she said she had to get rid of three cars. I mean, three cars? How many cars do you need? I mean, you need a Bentley. You need a Rolls Royce. You need a I'm black. I look good out the here. The problem is she's trying to keep up with the Kardashians. That's the whole problem. There you go, right? Like, that's, the, that's how you sum it up. So, what we learned today is Black China needs to get on Robin Hood. Thank you if you enjoyed this podcast. If you didn't like it, rate us a four star even if you didn't like it but if you did love it rate us a five star we appreciate you follow us on new age trust in new age we trust